Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Meet Edgar's founder and CEO, Laura Roder. She is amazing. In case you haven't heard of Meet Edgar, it's the little octopus that helps make sure all your social media gets posted to all the appropriate places so you can reuse your best content to bring in a shit ton of views. But we're not talking about social media today. We're actually talking about how she bootstrapped that company, how she has developed a 100% remote team made up of 30 employees across the continental US, and how she's able to function with zero sales team. And this girl didn't just like kind of bootstrap it. She's built it up to a $4 million annual reoccurring revenue based on this sales model, which is incredible. So I can't wait for you to dive in and hear all her juicy secrets. Alrighty, guys, we're super excited to bring you this episode. We are here with Laura Roder of Me Edgar. Hey, babe, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. We are super excited to chat with you. I think everybody might think that we're going to talk like systems and scheduling and all of that stuff. But in fact, when we got to know a little bit about like how me Edgar started and how it runs and how it like, like freaking is so amazing. We were super, super enticed with some like hardcore, awesome facts that you guys have about your company. So that's what we're going to chat about today. First, we're going to ask the question that I asked before we started this interview, just to like answer everyone's super, super curiousness of who the heck is Edgar? First of all, I have to say, this is a complete email that we regularly get to our customer service team. People just write in and be like, who is Edgar? What are you guys doing over there? What is going on? So Edgar is the octopus that manages your social media for you when you use Edgar. And the name came because, so I started this company with, with my husband and we had a few little like projects that we pursued over the years and we would call them the names of older, older people just because you have to call your project something so you can talk about it. So like we had a Harriet that never went anywhere. And then like we called this one Edgar. And 
when when it came time, like when we were like, oh, this is an actual thing that we're launching, we have to name it and do the brand. We just, we thought of these kind of cliche startup names and we just didn't like any of them. And then we're like, wouldn't it be funny if we just called it Edgar? And I had noticed that people would remember when I would tell them like, oh, it's Edgar, but that's not what it call, it's called. And then a month later, they'd be like, what's going on with Edgar? I'm like, it's not called that. Don't call it Edgar. But I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird that they remembered. So that's, that's where Edgar came from. It's so funny you say that because we had a meeting oh I don't know it's been a while now and we had this like brilliant new idea and it was like it would totally derail our current like flow of Mm -hmm. our systems and like what our product offering is but it was like a brilliant idea and we were like it's still brilliant it's just on the shelf yeah it's on the shelf we put it on the shelf but we had to give it a code name and so we're like code name insert code name and it's Beyonce Uh so Beyonce has been sitting on the shelf for at least almost a year almost a year and maybe one day you all will still Beyonce come to life (laughs) but I'm pretty sure we can't get meet Beyonce If, if that URL is available, we need to go snag it literally right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but that's, that's not what we're talking about today. You guys, uh, if you haven't heard of me, Edgar, I don't know where you've been, but I want to talk about some of the facts that we saw um, when we were kind of getting the overview of what you guys have going on over there. And I'm just going to lay some some fact stats out for you guys, and we're going to talk about them. Um, y'all are 100% remote team mm-hmm. made up of 30 employees. Yes. 30. 30 employees <laughs> remote. Uh, how? Why? Tell me things. So the way we do remote is different than a lot of companies. So we're remote. We don't have an office. Everyone works from home, but we're all in the US or Canada. So we work together just online. And the way a lot of companies do remote is people are all over the world. So people are working really asynchronously where like someone's doing their work here where it's the middle of the night over there. We we don't do that. We have very regular meetings. We have a company-wide meeting on Monday. Each team has a Monday planning meeting, Friday retro meeting. You know, we're on Slack together. So I think it feels a lot like a like real office, but you know, we are able to have talent from all over the country. And I had no idea how much people would move. That actually has been fascinating to me. Like lots of people on our team have moved cross country because their spouse got a job or because of a family thing or just because they wanted to. And also working remotely allows you, you know, we have a lot of people on our team who will go visit family, but they can go for two weeks instead of just the weekend, right? Because their family's working during the day anyway, they can just do their job during the day, wherever they are, then hang out with their niece and nephew in the evening. So I love having that that flexibility for the whole team. That's so awesome. I think when we started adding people to our team, we didn't necessarily think about that. No, literally <laughs> no. It was just like, who makes sense right now? Mm-hmm. And so I, when did you like strategically decide we're going to do continental US or Canada only? And like, not that there isn't talent everywhere. We are fully aware there's talent everywhere. We have people on our team from all over the world currently, but it is kind of a nightmare sometimes mm-hmm. with scheduling. You're like, what time is it there? We have, yeah. We're working with someone who's in Australia. She's literally a day ahead. So yeah. I'm just like... I don't know what part of the week we're in right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had those experiences as well. So the, this is not my first business. I've been working for myself for, I guess, 11 years now. So in the past, I had worked with freelancers. Like I worked with someone in the Philippines, even in Hawaii. Hawaii is pretty far away, time zone wise. And, you know, specifically with a person in the Philippines. And I worked with her for a long time. And 
in the Philippines, right, it's like Australia where it's overnight. So it was cool because, uh, you know, work gets done while you sleep, literally, right? Like you wake up and all this work has been done. But I'm a person who's big on verbal communication, who's big on everyone being able to also get together in person. You know, our team gets together in person twice a year for a week each. So we do meet up in person pretty regularly. And also people go to conferences and stuff with their team. So I just didn't feel like it was the right fit for me to to have that all over the place communication. I also am someone who really likes a regular schedule. Like I've never been an entrepreneur with crazy hours. I've always been like nine to five. So I think it's just a natural fit for me to work with other people that are also working that way instead of like middle of the night here and there or wherever. So do you, because you have like a regular schedule, do you have people adjust two hours ahead or, um, or not? Like, you know, based on time zones. So everyone's working the same eight hours every day. We don't, we don't do the exact. So we do have the spread West coast to East coast. So yeah, there's just overlap. People aren't the exact same hours. And also that gives people flexibility. Like if West coast people want to get up, you know, really early and so they can be done by like two or three or whatever. Some people like to do that. So yeah. And also we found the West coast, East coast kind of works because you get a busier time and a quieter time. You know, so if you're West Coast, like everyone's on in your morning and then in your afternoon, East Coast has gone home. And that actually ends up being sort of a nice natural balance of when you have a lot of people communicating with you and when you get a little more quiet time. That is nice. So how long did it take you to get to freaking 30 employees? Like that's, that's outstanding. That's, <laughs> that's massive. So we launched three years ago and we had probably three when we started because it grew out of another business. Sure. So how, what was like the plan? Did you have like a roadmap of these are the people I want to strategically add over time or did, was it kind of naturally evolving? I think a little bit of both. So, you know, we haven't raised money. So we're, we're a bootstrap company. So that means that our hiring has to match our revenues. So, you know, when you've raised a bunch of money, sometimes you go out and hire your whole team right from day one. But when you're bootstrapped, you have to be a lot more deliberate and it has to happen more gradually. So we definitely have had an idea of the, the general like hires we'd like to make. I mean, it's usually pretty obvious because like the the teams on the company are customer service, product, marketing, and operations. So like product and customer service, like, I mean, people have sort of different skills, but everyone's basically doing more or less the same thing. And you're just sort of adding more. Marketing is different because it might be a strategy to add on a certain type of expertise. And like operations, we just now have our first full-time finance person who just started a few months ago. So I didn't really know when that was going to happen because like I didn't really understand why I would need a full-time finance person until, you know, I got to the size. And this is my first company that's the size. I mean, this is the first company I've ever worked at that's the size either. I only had one job before I started working for myself and the company wasn't that big. So, I, I mean, I'm definitely figuring it out as I as I go. I'm just like a really good. No, no. It's <laughs> in a great way. Well, like, it's interesting. So what – were did any of them start as contractors or did you go straight to employees right away mostly employees but but we've had a mix so for me it's just been how much money the business has so i love starting people as contractors and part time that's what i did for a long time like edgar has made you know just frankly more money than other businesses i've had in the past and when i have the money i love hiring w2 full time which which is what everyone is now but uh, some people have started out as like uh, part time interns um, we have someone on our marketing team right now who started off as like a part time intern and now she's full time so we do that sometimes 
And I think that's a really, if you're a little earlier in your business, I think that's a really good way to go. I've done that several times before. Our head of customer service actually started out as a part-time freelance customer service rep in, in the last business. And now she heads up the whole department. That's awesome. So talk to me about, y'all don't have a sales team. Right. How, how, how? <laughs> so we do we do marketing instead of sales. So sure. that means that we are very active in promoting the business. So I know like, um, especially in the software world, it's sort of cool to act like you don't do any marketing. Like, oh no, our product's just so great. Like, you know, we'll just find out about it. Like we do marketing. <laughs> like we love doing marketing, but we don't do sales, meaning there's no one like to talk to one-on-one. I mean, you can email customer service and like they'll talk to you via email. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's what's called a self-serve model, meaning everyone just signs themselves up on the website. They're not going through through sales calls. So that's a very deliberate choice that we made. That means that our customers are smaller businesses. So our, our customers are small businesses, a lot of solopreneurs, really large organizations usually are used to having like a sales process. We do have some that have just signed up self-serve, but we are basically making a deliberate choice that's saying, yeah, we're, we're not really serving them. But what I think is really cool about going the marketing route versus sales is that it's a lot more scalable, you know, because with a sales model and a sales model is right for a lot of businesses, but with a sales model, you know, you have to have basically one sales rep per X amount of customers. And to get more customers, you're adding on more sales reps, like content marketing, organic marketing can scale really, really huge. Like you can keep growing the amount of people that come to your website without growing your team in a dramatic way. Like maybe you're going to add on, you know, one more writer or like maybe you're going to add on an SEO specialist, but you're not necessarily going to need to add on 10 people to to grow your traffic by that much. Sure. So talk to us a little bit about some of those marketing strategies that have really helped you grow quickly. So you're at what, over 7,000 customers? Yeah, yeah. We're at 4 million annual revenue. That's awesome. So I I want to know, how do you scale to that size in three years? I mean, not like, obviously, strategically, but like, what sort of things have you focused on inside your marketing? So I mean, you know, what, what we do is honestly, like online marketing 101, we do blogging, we now are getting more sophisticated with our SEO. Honestly, for a long time, we just sort of blogged about stuff our customers wanted to know about. Now we're getting more focused with like building land page, landing pages around SEO terms. We obviously do social media to help spread the word. We use our own tool, Edgar, to make sure our content's being repurposed and going out over and over again. We did Facebook ads very early on. Facebook ads, we've gone back and forth with. It, it hasn't been like a magic bullet for us, but I think paid advertising can actually be really great when you first launch because it's just like a shortcut to getting in front of a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Because the hard thing about SEO, right, is that it takes time. You know, you can't you can't do it overnight. But like you can pay Facebook to show your ad to as many people as you're willing to give them money, right? They're happy to do it. So I think a lot of businesses don't do any paid for a really long time where we found like doing a burst of paid in the beginning was actually really great where we were just, you know, starting to let people 
people know that, that we existed and get our name out there. No, I love hearing that that perspective from you because I feel like there's so many people out there, especially, you know, teaching other small businesses, like until you have this certain amount of people on your list or this much audience, like that's that's when you can afford to do paid stuff. Obviously, if you can't afford it, don't do it. But I love that you guys use it strategically at the beginning to get that big burst out and to get that visibility. And I think it really set you guys up as someone who, you know, has seen you over the last couple of years. It really set you guys up as like a key player in the game and you came onto it really early on and really strong. And so a lot of people who jumped on the bandwagon from day one, like are just sticking around because it's easier to, and they love it. Obviously it has to do with the platform as well, but I know a lot of people who've, who've been a part of your, of your business for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, if you have a reoccurring revenue model, like we do, I mean, yeah, every customer that you can get from day one stays and pays you, you know, a certain amount of them stay and pay you the next month and the next month. So like, it's it's sort of like compound interest, like the earlier you can get those customers in, the better. Right. Yeah. Have you, how have you been able to deal with churn inside your business? So like, obviously, in any sort of subscription model, for those of you who don't know what churn is, it's like, you bring new people in, and then on average, they're going to stay a certain amount of time at your company before they leave or move on. And obviously, there's going to be some people that stay forever and some people that like totally nix it and quit after two weeks. So Mm. what, what has been your churn on average? And how have you been able to keep your current customers like super happy with your product. Yeah. I mean, so, so churn is inevitable. I mean, it's an important thing to always try to improve, but it's also not something that you want to get too upset that people are leaving because, you know, because people will always leave. So for us, and I think this is very common in SaaS businesses, you know, the vast majority of our churn happens in the first month and then a little bit more in the second month. And then after that, like, people tend to stay a long time. So with that churn in the first month, that means that the importance is really on setup. And that's where we've seen the big difference in our improvements. We're constantly improving our, our setup process. And, and we do have seen that reflected in a lower churn rate. What can be hard for people about our tool so with Edgar, you you have a whole library of content and that's how Edgar works. It continues to send out that library. But if you're coming from like a one-off tool that library can feel very overwhelming because you're used to doing your social media five minutes at a time, five minutes at a time, which is funny because it it sort of can feel quicker, but actually you're doing that five minutes like 10 times a day every day, you know, which is why it's faster just to load it up into Edgar, but like you're going to have to spend an hour that first time loading things up. So especially if you're, you know, have a business like ours that can be a bit of a paradigm shift for people and how they're managing that process, that's just a continuous challenge for us is like, making it really easy for people and just educating people on how this is worth their time and, and will save them time. So how do you, what other systems and tools do you use outside of obviously your own to, to regenerate your content that enables you to know this information about your business? I mean, so we use Mixpanel for our tracking. Um, ProfitWell tells us our churn. Is is there any specific like email sequencing that's really helped you like make that process easier or are you jumping on like live webinars or how is that is there a certain medium that's been more effective for keeping customers? I mean we have really excellent customer service like our customer service team there's there's this concept in customer service called there's a term different than this but like one email response meaning the first email that's sent back to the customer they never need to email again and in order to do that you need to anticipate all the follow-up questions that they're going to have you need to anticipate what they're really asking that they don't know that they're asking so 
Oh, first response resolution. That's a little phrase, first response resolution. So like that's something that's really important to us is really being really thorough and going above and beyond. We're also really generous with like, if something goes wrong, we'll give you a month free. Like just, you know, keeping people happy and making people feel good. As far as emails and stuff, yeah, we have email sequences uh, for, you know, when you're moving from a trial to a customer or for new customers. We also use Intercom to do in-app messaging. And we have a weekly live demo. That's something that we've been kind of experimenting with because not a ton of people show up for it. And we also have been experimenting with like doing one-on-one video calls that people can schedule. So that's like something new that we've introduced now and kind of see how it goes. Just like walking them through the platform and and kind of hand-holding. Exactly. Yeah. For people who yeah want kind of a custom walkthrough or have more in-depth questions or just to talk about social media strategy too is something else that our that our team is trained in, like what's, you know, people often want to know how often should I post? What type of content should I post? So we can help you with all that stuff too. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So outside of what you guys have going on right now, I feel like you know, with any business, there's like, okay, we've kind of got figured out our social media game plan. We've kind of figured out and we're trying out these new things like the live demos or whatever. What else is on the horizon to make me Edgar go to the next level? Is there a next level that you're kind of wanting to untap? Well, the next level is, is just, yeah, the size of the business. So, I mean, our customer base is still really tiny. Like we serve yeah. small businesses, you know, yeah. there's, there's millions, there's millions of them that have not heard of Edgar. So we're focused on staying st- we're focused on being the best at what we do, which is repurposing content. So there's a lot of activities that people do on social media. They do customer service. Maybe they're finding brand mentions or connecting with influencers. We are not an all-in-one tool and we will never be an all-in-one tool. We will be the best tool at what we do. So our roadmap is all about improving that functionality, making that functionality easier. Also, of course, social media platforms change all the time in what we are allowed to do or they take abilities away. Like now you can't do custom descriptions on Facebook anymore. So we had to remove that. Sometimes they give us things. Usually they just take take things away. (laughs) Yeah. So, and yeah, there's still some things like that our platform can't do. Like we just introduced video upload. We're improving like our multiple image upload for the different platforms. So there's always just sort of like little logistical details like that. We're improving our mentions where you'll be able to do like a Facebook mention, you know, link typed in from Edgar. So there's, there's always just a long list of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, kind of turn the tables a little bit and talk about the ever elusive repurposing content. I think it's mm-hmm. something that we definitely talk to our audience a lot with. It's it's something that's been able to take a lot off our plate if we've kind of like figured out a system to do that. But for other people who maybe don't have a long queue of blog posts geared up or podcast episodes or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. how can how can utilizing a tool like this help their business? So I think the the most important thing to understand is how low your exposure is to your followers on social media. And a lot of people have never gone in and looked at their stats. So like 5% is very normal. Like 5% of your audience is seeing That's so sad. <laughs> seeing what you post. It, it like it's I think it's a hard pill to swallow, honestly. And I think that's a lot of why a lot of people avoid it. And once you go in and see your stats, I just think it becomes obvious really quickly like how crazy it is to post something just once, which so many people still do. So many people spend the eight hours writing a new blog post. They post it like maybe a few times the first week it's live, like maybe literally once and then never again. And even just like, even if you didn't dig into your archives of content, like just continuing to post 
that new post that you wrote will, will get you so far because, you know, people feel frustrated their reach is so low. But like, if you think about the tools work, how they work, of course it's so low. Like you right. sign on to Twitter, you see what you see. If they didn't send it out in the five minutes that you're logged in, you're not seeing you're not it. See it. Yeah. Right. That's that's just the nature of it. Like it's it's nothing nothing to cry about, you know, <laughs> just like work with it. Don't don't pretend that it's not real. So I mean that's like I think the most obvious thing that businesses can do, whatever content you're creating, even if you only have a little bit, just like start that system of the little bit that you have, making sure that it, it is in a system like Edgar where it can keep going out and, and keep getting exposure. And if you don't have a lot of your own stuff, like sending out other people's stuff is is great too. And then over time, you can add to that mix so that you have more of your own blog posts mixed in with other people's. Well, since we have a social media expert in the room, I, I need to... <laughs> hey, it's not us. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, I, I want to get your take on where you think some of the platforms are going. So, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, Instagram calls you, right, before they make decisions. Like, uh, you yeah. have a circle, right? Um, <laughs> so, talk to me a little bit about, you know, like, for instance, like, Twitter. Like, is Twitter on its way out? Like, is Twitter dying? Like, is Facebook engagement... Like, do you have to start paying? Like, what do you, what do you think's happening? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's this kind of joke that like marketers ruin the platforms and it's kind of true because what happens with marketers and the platforms is that they start out as like an organic way to connect with your friends. I mean, you see, you know, most of us have seen this whole trajectory with Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you were on Instagram a few years ago, like you followed your real life friends on Instagram and then you started following like influencers and celebrities and stuff like that. Like maybe now you're like starting to follow brands or maybe you're just seeing those ads for brands in your feed or through all the sponsored posts from the influencers. And and that's what happens, right? Because these communication channels become marketing channels. And the more they become marketing channels, the more you your exposure, your reach is going to drop. And yeah, the more that the channels are going to try to push you towards paying to have that exposure. So it's it's just kind of like accepting the reality of the reach. Like it is what it is. I mean, I think the way we're all going to feel in five or 10 years is to be like, oh my God, do you remember when you could just post something on Facebook for free and people would see it? Like that was crazy. Like we should have appreciated and what a golden time we were in. Uh-huh. Like, and, and the access that we have now, like that I can, like you don't have to pay for your Twitter account. You know what I mean? Like you have to pay for your MailChimp account to send emails out to people. But Twitter, people follow me, people see my messages. I can direct message people. I don't have to pay for any of it. It's just like a free platform for me to gather followers and connect with people. Like that's amazing. And I don't know if it will be that way forever, honestly, because like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to try to monetize it. So I think there's still a lot you can do with organic content. I mean, obviously we're an organic only tool. Like we get traffic from organic social media. Like it is still very doable. I, I mean, yeah, appreciate it while it's around, you know, maybe start to play away around with some paid stuff or the, mm-hmm. the tools like, you know, you mentioned earlier, Facebook live, Instagram live, you know, those will go more monetization as well. You have this opportunity while they're early and they're trying to get people to use Facebook live. They're going to give you amazing reach, right? They're going to make it free for you because they're trying to get you to use the tool. So it's like, sure, take it, take advantage of it while it's there in the yeah. future. May you have to pay for live broadcasts? Like maybe, 
I don't know. Yeah, th- that's my biggest word of like advice for everyone, especially who's pushing back on video and going live or trying Instagram live. Like it's not going to be free forever. You're not mm-hmm. going to have the same reach that you have right now. It's the same mm-hmm. when we started using business Instagram seriously as a business two years ago. I mean, our reach exploded. Our, our ROI was incredible. And now it's like, meh, 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 meh. Yeah, and so we're yeah. looking at other platforms and we're expanding that reach and we're taking advantage of what's out there right now. I think if you're a slow adapter to social media, you're going to constantly be frustrated with your reach and your growth on those channels if you come really late to the game. And, you know, I think it's worth pointing out like that, you know, businesses don't need to be on every channel. And I know social media can be so overwhelming because it is changing all the time. New things are opening up, you know, like everyone was on like Periscope and then like the whole thing was shut down. (laughs) You know, for us at Meet Edgar, like we just got on Instagram. We don't use it that heavily. We don't do any live video content. So, you know, it's certainly possible (laughs) to have a video without doing, to have a business without doing that. I just, you have to be deliberate in what strategies you're pursuing. Yeah. I would not be wanting to start an Instagram account these days though. Is there, I have to say. that's true, but <laughs> is there any like social media platforms you've heard of that are like newer that you think might be a thing at some point? <laughs> not right now, actually. No, I think like a while ago, there was sort of a little wave of them. No, I mean, I think people are figuring out, you know, if they want to spend time on Snapchat, I think Snapchat continues to go more the like teenager mm-hmm. youth. You know, if you're in that space, it's great, but I think it's getting less valuable for people who aren't. But yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of a nice time right now. Maybe people can like take a deep breath and and take a little break. (laughs) No joke. No joke. Find your systems. Figure out how you want. Go, Go talk to your people in your inbox or something because I feel like and I feel like that's a wave too and this is just what everything does in marketing is like I get so many emails so I'm not going to be sending anymore and I'm just going to hang out over here on Snapchat and well now everybody's not sending emails so I'm going to hang out in my inbox and you just have to kind of ride the wave and and see what makes sense for your audience but the where you're going to be you have to full on try it like you have to commit to it you have to measure it you have to see what's happening because listen I think we tried Snapchat for like a day and a half and then we're like, nope. (laughs) Well, that's a big commitment. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, two weeks later, Instagram ripped off Snapchat. I know. We were like, oh, we're fine then. We were so late to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were very late with those puppy dog filters. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm a huge believer in email marketing. Email is really big for us at Edgar. Our email newsletter still drives most of our blog traffic, which awesome. I think it's, you know, it just gets very overlooked because people, I mean, a common mistake in marketing is you see everything that you put out. This is yeah. a thing with social media because people will be like, I can't repeat my social media because it feels like a lot to you because if I'm tweeting something every month, like I remember when I tweeted it last month, like mm-hmm. to me, it seems like I'm repeating it all the time. That's because I read a hundred percent of what I tweet, but no one else does, you know? And I think people tend to think like, oh, well, if someone reads my blog, like, why do I need to send them an email about the blog post? Like they know, they know my blog, they already read it, but like, no, they're not spending their day, like going around visiting (laughs) all the blogs, making sure they read every post. So you need to send them an email with a link to the post. And like, just those basics are still really huge in driving traffic to your business. When I think in looking at it, kind of how Gary Vee handles his content is he picks the same, you know, title or subject matter or theme, and he makes a podcast episode about it, a YouTube video about it, a Facebook live about it, a podcast or a mm-hmm. blog post about it. And it's all like delivered in a different way. And you might find different 
different meats from if you if you indulge in all of them. But chances are, if you like watching Facebook Lives, you're not going to see anything else. If you like listening mm-hmm. to the podcast, you're not going to go read the blog. So I think also if you feel weird about like continuing to push your content out, literally just put it in a different medium so you can attract different people. Come on, guys. Yes. <laughs> Simple enough. Simple. That's how just you do it. You're welcome. <laughs> What else? Oh, man, I I just have so many questions about, you know, how this all got started. What really got you into wanting to optimize social media in the first place? So I started social, you know, we're talking about like early in the game. So the reason that I got into social media is because I was I had a business making websites for small businesses. And this was in like 2008. And like, Twitter, you know, had just become a thing and like Facebook had become a thing. And then soon after, like, what do they used to call them? Fan pages launched. (laughs) And my website clients were like, you know, all this stuff about social media. And they're like, you know, we would pay you just to tell us about social media. And I'm like, easiest job ever. You'd pay me to tell you about social media. Like, okay, sign me up. And so that's how I got started in like the whole social media world. And for me, my passion has always been more small business rather than social media. Like I enjoy social media. It's, it's not my, my number one passion in life and I'm not super active on it myself. I'm not the person who's on Instagram Live and Facebook Live and Snapchat and, and all the channels, but I'm really passionate about helping small businesses succeed. And I think social media, like we were just saying, like I think we're going to look back and be like, that was an incredible opportunity. You know, I love seeing those stories on Shark Tank where they'll have someone and like they think it's a small business and they're like, how much revenue do you have? And they're like, oh, I've done 5 million like in the past two years. And they're like, what? How did you, you don't have any distribution. And they're like, oh yeah, we have an Instagram channel and people <laughs> love it. And the fact that we just, yeah, have these free communication platforms that we yeah. can grow huge global businesses on, I think is just really a unique moment in time and really incredible. So like that, that's what gets me fired up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I think let's head into talk strategy to me because I would love just to continue picking your brain a little bit on the podcast of what are three to five action steps people can really take to not only repurpose their content for better, but like expanding their reach using social media to their advantage. So, I mean, first action step, just don't be afraid to repeat your stuff. Like that's basic, but that's number one. Most people still aren't doing it. Yep. Most people are still doing their social media one-off. So like, you know, people ask how much to repeat. It's a lot more than you think. It's a lot more than you think you can. Again, because you read it all. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did a case study at Edgar. One of our customers was repeating every two weeks. Like that was, wow. as it, their cycle wasn't that long. It was every two weeks. And what's crazy to me is I see this with my own stuff. They had the same in theirs. Like you can see it really clearly on Twitter with the retweets. They get the same number of retweets like every time, like two weeks later, two weeks later, two weeks later. So it you can repeat a lot more frequently than you think. I always advise people build up to like, if you build up to three months, you're only repeating four times a year, yeah. you know, like, and, and you only have to have three months of content to do that, you know? Yeah. So I always think that's a good number to go for. But honestly, monthly, like, is is fine. Of course, you can bother people if you're posting something 10 times a day without end. But like, I guess I would say, you know, experiment with your own comfort expanding your comfort zone for how much you can quote unquote bother people um, because it's a lot bigger than you think. And everyone chose to follow you. This is the other thing that like 
Because they're like, I don't want to bother people. I'm like, why would they follow you on Instagram if they didn't want to see your messages? Especially if you're there promoting your business. Like, they know you're there representing your business. They're clearly interested in your business and news about your business and promotions that you're having. Well, and I can't tell you how many times there are people I follow on Instagram where I'm like, I never saw this because of the algorithm or because I hardly check Instagram or because of whatever. So please keep telling me over and over again because I want to see it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think another piece of strategic advice, send send offers, you know, whether that's via email or via social media. So I always think of when I used to live in LA, there was this pizza place that I liked and I was on their email list because I had ordered online. And every so often they would send out an email and the email was just like 15% off pizza. And I was like, that is the number one email that I want to get from them. (laughs) I want to get some pizza. I want to save $2, you know? And I just always think about it because with our own businesses, we get so caught up in like, oh, I have to do like all this content, you know, before I make an offer or like, I don't want to bother them with just a promotion. I have to like hide it deep in this content. But like, if they're interested in your business, they want offers from you. Like, yeah, why do you think they're there on your email list? So like 15% off pizza is like a great email. Like it does not need to be more complicated than that. There's, There's an ad I get, I get served pizzeria locale and I've gotten it three times now and somehow they let me sign up for it every three times. It's literally buy one, get one free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that place. I sign up for it every time I see the ad. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I sign up for it and we go get our pizzas. <laughs> right. Right. And I love, like, I love that story. Like that you see the ad and you're like, yes, <laughs> like I got the ad because people can feel that way if, if they like your business yeah. and that's, that's kind of, and they kind of have to like your business, right? Like you're not going to convince them for some business that they hate that, that you're actually <laughs> right right like they're either interested in buying your product or they're not so like if they're interested yeah give them offers make it make it fun for them to see your ad I love it anything else you want to add before we head out oh man I mean there's there's so much to talk about I think with the team building stuff you know start start where you are I know that I'm sure most of our listeners are bootstrapped you know you don't have like the big pile of cash and I know before I hired my first full-time person that felt really intimidating to me like how could I do a full-time salary and one thing to remember is that you pay people one month at a time <laughs> you don't pay them their yearly salary up front so that's how much money you have to have as the business owner who's them is is one month at a time and like it's always going to feel a bit scary you know and i think like people wait there's this fantasy like oh i'm just going to get ahead enough where i just like have so much money that i can spend it all hiring people but like how are you ever going to get all that money if you can't do all these activities right that you need to do and there's there's this underlying fantasy that we're going to get more time and and we're not, you know, like makes that come true. Call me, <laughs> right? It, it's never going to happen. But when you look, like when people make plans for their business, it's often this like, okay, what am I going to do in 2018? And it's like, I want to, you know, start doing Instagram lives, and I want to start doing regular webinars, and I'm going to introduce this product line, and I'm magically going to do all this stuff in yeah. addition to everything I did yeah. this year without yeah. any more time. Yeah, and, and the math doesn't add up, right? And the way that you get more time is you hire other humans because then you get to borrow their time. Yeah. You know, you don't get more in your day, but they get their days too. And and you can leverage those days. So, you know, you don't like, you don't have to hire this huge team of people, like start with freelancers, start with contractors. Maybe you have one that you move into a full-time role and you take the baby step there. It it happens gradually in baby steps. and, And that's how it happened for me. Yeah. I love that. That was super helpful. Well, why don't you tell everyone where they can, um, check out me Edgar and where they can hang out with you online. 
Yeah, so you can find Meet Edgar at meetedgar.com or Meet Edgar on all the social platforms. And you can find me on Twitter at LKR. Uh, and I blog at my name at lauraroder.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.